You're listening to the Central Sanford Podcast. To learn more about Central Sanford, including our gathering times, visit us online at centralsanford.net. Functional prayer. You guys have been in the series, the book of James, and it's been a tremendous study. And James kind of closes out uh, in chapter 4. He talks about wealth, the challenges with wealth, of wealth. And then in chapter 5, he moves from wealth to health. And so this morning, as we kind of land the plane from James, as we kind of close the book, James gives us several things that I want us to see and examine from the text. I want us to see this morning the power and the privilege and responsibility embodied in prayer. The power, the privilege, and responsibility embodied in prayer. Now, James gives us five things, five critical things that I want us to note as we lift from the text this morning. The first thing James says, in the power and the privilege and responsibility, James says there is an individual responsibility. James starts at the heart of the matter, at the heart of the issue. He put his finger on the pulse. And James says it starts with personal responsibility. You know, we, we, we are notorious. We are good at pointing fingers at everybody else. James says, oh, not today. James says it starts with, with personal responsibility. James says on a personal level, there's a responsibility to self-medicate. You see, did that preacher say self-medicate? Yes, he did. Now listen, listen to him. Somebody said, he who has himself as his lawyer has a fool as a lawyer. There's a gentleman that I know that, that, that he's, he's a doctor and, 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 he's, and he's, a, he's a good doctor. But, but, but the problem was he lost his leg because he was self-medicating. And so here, here's what I'm saying. Only self-medicate in the spirit, <laughs> not in the natural. James says there is a responsibility to self-medicate on the individual level. You see, brothers and sisters, this morning, you and I, there is a responsibility to, re- to minister to yourself. James says the first level of ministry starts with yourself. If you are spiritually, physically unhealthy, it is difficult to help or to encourage someone else. Therefore, James says, start with you. Start with the man in the mirror. Start with the woman in the mirror. Draw a circle around you and start there. Yes. James gives us three things. He says three things to us in our text this morning. Look with me at James chapter 5. James says in verses 13 and 14, James says three things. He says, he says, self-medicate. He says, first, pray for yourself. Individual faith. Individual faith. Then James says, encourage yourself. Then he says, call for the elders of the church. Call, he says, James says, first, self-medicate. He says, pray for yourself. He says, encourage yourself. Then he says, call for help. Uh, you know, a lot of times people get mad with the pastor. The pastor, I was sick, and, I, and the pastor didn't come visit me. I, I was like, well, he didn't know you were sick. The church, the Bible says, call. 
attacks. That's from the Hebrew. Yes. He says, call for the elders. See, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when you are praying, perhaps your prayer is not a, you, you need combined faith. You need to borrow some faith. Remember the man who was sick on the mat? His three friends, his four friends, they came and, they, and, and, and to get him to Jesus. They tore off the roof and they let him down before Jesus. And when Jesus saw the man, Jesus said, thou sins be forgiven. When he didn't come for forgiveness, he came for healing. Jesus said, it's a package deal. You can't get healing without forgiveness. You can't get healing without deliverance. Jesus said, this man, he said, Pray. Start with you. Pray for yourself. Encourage yourself. And then call for help. Combine faith. Sometimes we need to borrow faith. You see, connect your faith with someone with a stronger, mature faith, the elders of your church. <laughs> Look what he says in verse 13. Is someone among you suffering? Let him do what? Pray. Pray. Don't play. Pray. 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 He says, not only that, but notice the text. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. <laughs> I love that. I love that. He said, he said, if you're cheerful, sing songs. Now listen to me. Some of us, that means saying solo, solo we can't hear you. I know, I know the Bible said, make a joyful noise, but he said, unto the Lord, not the church. We got back row, back row Baptists. They're on the back row for a reason. Now, our, our worship team, they had some slamming, jamming worship this morning. Amen. Give them a hand. We want them to sing loud. But my cousins, y'all sang so low. He says, look what he says. Verse 14. If anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church. James says there's an individual responsibility. An individual responsibility to pray for oneself. Encourage oneself. The Bible said, David said, I encourage. The Bible said, David encouraged. Encourage himself. Every now and then, you don't have the choir. You don't have the preacher. You don't have. The, you got to learn how to encourage yourself. You got to learn how to pick you up. Come on now, Pastor may be tied up. I can't get up to the pastor. Come, <laughs> no sir, no sir. I'm from the pick. Me, I'm from the pick me up tribe. Yes. He said, there's an individual responsibility. Pray for yourself. Encourage yourself. And then call for help. Call for help. There's nothing wrong with calling for help. Some people won't call for help. Yeah, they're they content to complain about help. Yeah. James says, but not only is there, there is a responsibility to call for help. James says that, that there's a second thing that we see in the text this morning. He said that there, there's an individual responsibility to medicate, but there's a leadership responsibility that's the church mandate. 
There's a mandate for the church. Look at verse 14. He said, there's a, there's a mandate to do three things, three things from the text. He says, first, pray in faith. <laughs> pray. The church, he said, you come through the church because the church, they are connected. They know how to get connected with God. They pray powerful, effective prayers. They know how to pray mountain-moving faith, earth-moving faith. We're shaking faith. See, see, before the awakening, there's a shakening. That's why you come to the church. Source of power. Jesus says, my house, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Not your house, not his house, not her house, but my house. My house shall be called the house of prayer. God said, when you come to my house, you come to get connected. You, when you come to my house, you know, it's like you, you come to the source of power. Yes. When you come here, you can get what you need because this is the source. We are connected here. Yes. yes. He said, what you can't get by yourself, you got to get connected. That's why it's not just enough to believe. You need to belong. Yeah. Yeah, you need to belong to a place with a pastor that operates and flow under the anointing of God. Yes, he says there's a, there's a leadership responsibility. There's the church mandate. Pray with, with faith. And then he says, he says something. Then he said, now he said, pray with faith. And, and then he said, anoint with oil. You know what that means? That means go Pentecostal with him. That's my pastor. He didn't read the sign out there. That's why I bought my oil, because I knew y'all didn't have any. Yeah, you got to have a, tra a travel pack. Yes, sir. I brought my oil with you. I'm, I, I'm open to swing it. Listen to me, listen to me. I, 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 and I want you to know, this all is from Israel. I bought this all from Israel. I, 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 I bought it from an Arab. He was selling a dollar, 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 dollar. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? You know why I brought this jar? It doesn't have a label. It doesn't have a label. It doesn't, it doesn't have Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostal. God says, pray and anoint them with oil. Listen to me. The Pentecostals don't have a corner on truth. They don't have a corner on power or authority. Yeah, we got to wake up, get up, and look up. Listen to me. He says three things. He says, pray with faith, anoint with oil, and then confess to him. Look at verse, verse 14 says, if anyone among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Watch the text. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. Three things occurred when the elders pray for the sick person. 
When there is a spirit connection, when there's a prayer connection, three things happen. They, they, the, the same, they raise, they forgive. God said when there is a, that powerful prayer connection, when the man of God and the people of God begin to pray, God will have his way. See, when I was a boy, back when Moby Dick was a mental. Some of y'all get that later, don't worry about it. You see, we used to call preachers men of God. Men of God. See, today we got a lot of great pulpiteers. We got a lot of great uh, orators. We got a lot of great, but, but today what we need is MOGs. We need men of God. See, when I was a boy, they were called men of God because men of God know how to get in touch with God. When men of God pray, something happens. When men of God pray, the lame walk, the dumb talk, the blind. When men of God pray, You want more than a preacher. You want a man of God. Man of God. Yes. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they will not follow. You see, God has given you an anointed and an appointed shepherd and pastor, Alan. He's an anointed man of God. You are blessed and highly favored, central. Listen to me. He says, when the elders pray, when there's a, this is what occurs, there's a faith connection that takes place. The power is available in prayer. Beloved, if you need forgiveness, talk to him. If you need forgiveness, talk to him. Notice, there's a third thing I want us to see. He says, it's not just in this power and the privilege and the responsibility embodied in prayer. There's an individual responsibility to medicate. There's a leadership responsibility for the church mandate. But then third, there is a membership responsibility, and that is members advocate. He says three things in verse 16. Look at verse 16. Three things in, in, in James chapter 5, verse 16. He says, talk to one another. Now listen, now, now he, he, hear, hear me. I want you to hear me with your good ear this morning. He said, talk to, not talk about. Talk to, not at. Talk to one another. Pray for one another. Look at the third thing. He says, heal one another. Look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, therefore, ha, confess your sins to one another. Ha. You know what God said? God said, let other people in your business. See, the reason why we don't pray, we don't talk, because we don't want folks up in our business. My business is my business. The reason why we don't talk in the church because we don't want folks putting our business on Facebook. I keep saying, Christians need to get off Facebook and put their face in his book. It's the best Facebook I know. He says, talk to one another. Pray for one another. Heal one another. Therefore, confess 
your sins one for another. Pray for one another. Watch the text. So that you, so that you may be what? Really? See, the reason why some of you are still struggling, you prayed to God. You talked to Jesus. He's forgiven your sin, but you're still struggling within. Emotionally, you still shipwreck. Emotionally, you still stuck because you haven't applied the full formula. He said, when you need forgiveness, talk to him. When you need healing, talk to them. God wants you to come out of the shadows. Rick Warren said it best. You're only as sick as your deepest sin. See, the way to get clean is to come clean. He says, confess to who? Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Confess to one another. He wants you to tell someone about your deepest secret, your deepest sin, your deepest shame, your deepest state. He said, in order to do that, I got to get real with people. He says, confess your sin. Talk to one another. Talk to one another. Because they already know what you think you hide. Yeah, you think you all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they know you've been slipping and tripping and, and slipping and tripping like a bad transmission. They know it. They know you slipping and sliding in the MLS. Why? They know it. Yeah, they know it. In order to get clean, you got to come clean. Yeah. Jesus said, if you want to be forgiven, talk to me. But if you want to be healed, see, some of us have been carrying baggage that's weighing us down. Emotionally, we're stuck. We're bleeding on the inside. He said, what you need is not forgiveness. See, I've forgiven you, but you haven't been able to forgive you. Because every time you close your eyes, the devil hit replay. And he plays that scene that you promised you never would do again. God, I never do. And you did it again. And shame keeps you from proclaiming what's yours. God never used guilt. Guilt is never from the Lord. Guilt is a, is the, it's the, it's the tool of the enemy. The Bible said godly repentance, godly sorrow leads to repentance that leaves no shame. If you're struggling with guilt, it's from the pit, not from him. And so today, you need Forgiveness, talk to him. You need healing, talk to them. Now listen to me. I got to check my time because today y'all working with a black preacher. Yes, sir, yes, sir, because it, 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 it takes us 30 minutes just to clear our throat. Yes, sir. I, I, I'm just trying to get out of it. I'm just trying to get out of the introduction right now. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to tell you. Pastor already told me I got, I, I got to one. I plan to get all I need. He says, he says, listen to him. Listen, he said, he said, he said, confess your sins one to another. He says, pray for one another so that you may be healed. Watch the text. The prayers of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. Listen to me this morning. When you need forgiveness, talk to him. When you need healing, talk to them. James, 1 John 1, 9 says, says we, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Many, many have been spiritually forgiven, but they're stuck emotionally. Brothers and sisters, they need the face of grace. They need someone they can talk with, someone who will not criticize or ostracize or demoralize them, someone who will help them, someone who will love them, understand them, someone who will walk with them from brokenness to wholeness in Christ. I start by to tell you, Central, that grace has a face. Grace has a face. Yes. You see, it's like the little girl. Little girl, one night, her mom was putting her to sleep, putting her in bed, and her mom had tucked her in, and, and she turned off the light, and when she turned off the light and she began to walk away, Little girl started crying, mommy, 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 mommy. The mother came in and she opened the door and she turned the light on. She says, darling, she says, what's wrong, darling? She says, mommy, mommy, I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the dark. Mother looked at her and said, she said, darling, Jesus is with you in the dark. She turned the light off and she walked back out. And as soon as she closed the door, and started to walk away, she could hear mommy, 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 mommy. She opened the door and she went in, she turned around and she says, she says, What's wrong now? She said, I told you that Jesus is with you in the dark. Little girl looked up with tears in her eyes. She says, I know Jesus is with me in the dark, mommy. But I need someone with a face. People who are hurting. People who are lost. People who are broken. They need someone with a face. They need someone who will be the face of grace for them. Someone who will love them. Someone who will not judge them. Someone who will not criticize or exercise or demoralize them. Someone, they need a face of grace. Central, God is calling you to be the face of grace. Listen to me. People need hope. They need help. They need someone to walk with them in this life. They need someone to lead on, someone to bleed on. As I said, Rick Warren said it the best. That we're only as sick as our deepest secret. God wants you to share your deepest secret, your deepest pain, your greatest shame to someone you love, someone you trust, someone who is spiritually mature. Yes. We all need someone 
to do life with. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. You should never, no one should ever walk alone in this life. We all need someone who will walk with us, someone who will care for us. Listen to me this morning. You see, God wants you to be the face of grace for someone who's hurting, someone who has has lost their way, someone who's confused, someone who's confused about their identity, their, their, uh, their image, and even their agenda, their gender. They need the hope. They need help. They need you and I to be the face of grace. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, preacher, that's me. I need hope. I need help. I need prayer. In just a moment, We'll give you an opportunity to come and do just that and receive prayer. Let me say it. If you need forgiveness, talk to him. If you need healing, talk to them. There's a, there's a fourth thing. There's the individual responsibility. There's the leadership responsibility. There's a membership responsibility. And then there's God's responsibility. There's God's responsibility. And that is the answer and respond. Verse 17 and 18 says this here. James said, God will do three things. He identified the source. He acknowledged the request. He honors his word. The most powerful prayer you'll ever pray is when you pray God's word back to him. You see, he, he, he's, not, he's not obligated to respond to your word, but he is to his word. He will honor his word when you pray. Notice, look at verse, verse 17. The text says Elijah was a man, was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its crop. James says Elijah was just an ordinary man. <laughs> Elijah's told the king, you, 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 you may have the crown, but you're not the king. I know the king. I know the real king. I know the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And Elijah said, Elijah said, when I pray, I'm going to shut up the heaven. When I pray, it won't rain for three and a half years. The text says the man of God prayed and God heard the man of God. And he shut up the heavens. That's being connected. We need men of God. You know what James is saying? James said, Elijah was just a human. He put his pants on the way you put your pants on. The difference between Elijah and you, he believed God. He believed in the eternal and uh, the most the powerful God. He believed that, that if he would speak it, God would do it. James says, when you pray, don't doubt. Well, he who doubts is a double-minded man in all his ways. When you pray, pray with faith. Pray trusting and believing that God will provide. He says, James says to us about him. Notice, notice the text. He says, not only James says there's an individual responsibility, there is a there's a leadership responsibility. There's a membership responsibility. There's God responsibility. And then James 
closes out with us. He says that number five is there's our responsibility. There's our responsibility. You know, now, now, now I like that because he says it's all of our responsibility. You know what he said? I, I say to my folks, it, it, it's for all my cousins. James says it's not just individual. It's not just the leadership. It's not just the membership. It's not just God. He says it's all of our responsibility to do what? Rescue the wandering. Rescue the wandering. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Who did you bring with you this morning? You see, when I was a little boy, we used to sing the song, come to Sunday school and bring somebody with you. Now we, God has blessed us. We get in those SUVs that can carry eight. We got one. He says it is all of our responsibility. Listen to me. Many times the church say, if the church is not growing, we said it's the preacher's problem. It's the preacher. If we, it's the pastor. No, 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 no. Listen to me. It is if the church is not growing, if the church is not growing, it is not the pastor. It's the sheep. Now, 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 I know some of y'all don't believe that because y'all believe that y'all pay him to do that. Listen to me. Now I'm a country boy. I'm a country boy. And there's a lot of things in life I don't understand. I don't understand how a brown cow can eat green grass and produce white milk. There's a lot of things I don't understand. <laughs> but here's what I do know. Y'all help me now. Y'all help me. Help the country preacher today. If the sheep, if the flock is not growing, it's not the shepherd. Because sheep produce sheep. Is that right? It, 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 it's the shepherd, it, it, the, if, if the flock not growing, it's because the sheep are not producing sheep. And so sheep produce sheep. The shepherd's responsibility is to simply shepherd, not produce. So if you want to grow, then you got to do more. You got to do more. You've got to have a. Every time you get in that car Sunday morning, you ought to be bringing somebody with you. Yeah. You ought to be bringing somebody. Your mission from Monday to, to is to find out who, Lord, who's my one? Who's my one? Who's my two? Who I'm bringing with me today? Because it's a shame to come by myself. Let me ask the question. Oh, listen, y'all won't pass the back right now. Listen, listen to me. Listen, listen, let, let, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who have you led to Christ this year? Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. If you put, put them handcuffs on them, they'll come. Listen to me. Listen to me. There's a responsibility. There's a responsibility that we have to grow. The goal of the Christian life is to produce, is to reproduce. Listen to me. I'm closing. Here's what he says. Here's what he says. He says, it's all of our responsibility to rescue the one. Look, look at verse 19. Two things he says. Restore a soul, cover their sins. Verse 19 says, brothering, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, 
Let him know that he who turns a sinner from his error of his ways will save a soul from death. There's a responsibility to restore. That person that you know has wandered, has drift. There's a responsibility to retrieve them. This is what he says. He says, he says not only is it to, to save a soul, he says, but then to cover a multitude of their sin. To cover a multitude of their sin. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. One of the biggest problems the church is facing right now is the de-church. De-church. You see, there's the, there's the non and then there's the don. <laughs> the non and the don. Those who say, I'm done with church. And while they're done, let me tell you why, why people, why, we, why the, the deep church crowd is growing. Because there are many people who are struggling and, and they're dealing with church hurt. They've been hurt by the church. And so they said, I'm done. Yeah. And how does most people get hurt? Because people in the church saying things they ought not be saying. Not talking with them, not talking to them, but talking about them. You know how we do. I just want y'all to pray. Pray for Brother John. He's drinking again in the name of Jesus. Yes, y'all, I just, I just want to lift up that for the Lord. I want y'all to pray for Sister Sally. She's back on the streets. You see what I'm saying? People are struggling with church hurt church hurt the church is the place of healing here's what James says James says when you love someone you cover them not expose them people need you to cover their sin not expose their sin he says that there's a responsibility to to restore and then he says cover a multitude of sin when you love and care for someone, you cover their sins. You don't expose them. Jesus didn't cover our sin. He took away our sins. He took away our guilt, our stain. Jesus, listen to me, he went all the way to Calvary for you and I. He came down so that we could go up. He was hung up that we might have life and to the tree, the tree of life. Jesus bled and died that you and I might to the tree of life. Listen to me. You want to know how much he loves you? You want to know how much Jesus loves you? He loves you this much. He loves you this much. Yes. Beloved, listen to me. I know your mother loves you. But I want to tell you, listen to me. The one who knows you best loves you the most. The one who knows you the best loves you the most. You see, the reason why we, we live, we keep people at arm distance from us because we don't want people to get too close to us. Because we believe if you get too close to me, you might see my faults. You might see my issues. And the more you know about me, the less you're going to like me. And so we, we live at arm distance with people. Central, I stopped by to tell you this morning, 
the one who knows you the best, the one who knows everything about you. See, the one who sees all, knows all, one day he will tell all. The one who knows you the best, here's the good news. He loves you the most. And he looks beyond all your faults, all my faults, and he saw my need. There's nothing you can do to make him love you more than he'd already do. Yes. I want to say two things to you. Maybe you hear this morning and you never received that free gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you've never asked him to be your Savior and your Lord. You know, the Christmas season is a good time to come home. Dorothy said it best. Home is where you belong. Central is a good place to be home. But maybe you hear this morning and you've already asked Jesus to be your Savior. You've already been forgiven. But maybe today you need healing. You need to shake free of those things you've been carrying. I would today that someone would be like the mad guys. You may have come here one way, but you would go home another way. Go home free. Free. Lay it at the altar. Thank you for listening to the Central Sanford Podcast. For more information or how to take your next step, visit us online at centralsanford.net.